Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sounds to me like a beat change. I'm going to declare us live right then, and we're going to see what happens. One week hiatus, but we are back in business. I had no power last week, Tim. It was an unmitigated disaster. I I really don't even want to talk about it, but how did you enjoy? I know you would have had some hot fire takes. What did you think of the PGA? I liked it. I love, gotta love a West Coast major. Nice to have primetime golf. God. Um the course, I don't know. I wasn't sure about it. I mean, it was a good test of golf. I liked that part. It was difficult not – I wanted to see more blow-up holes. It didn't seem like there was a lot of – guys were making doubles, but it was really like a bad drive, and they had to punch it out, and then they kind of screwed it up from there. Not a lot of, like, super carnage, and we kind of saw that astronomical 6 of 6 percentage this week. A lot of chalky guys got there, but it was a good event. I enjoyed it. Um, course looked good. Like I said, I would have liked to see – a little more blow-up potential. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a decent uh, event. It, but not nothing compared to what we got this week, though. Nothing compared. And I just want to say, Chad, I missed you guys. Awesome O Tuesday two thirty show. You know the drill, Ben Raza and Fantasy Golf Man. I didn't like the course only because I've never seen greens where a legitimately. 50-foot putts seemed like a coin flip. It, every putt, you just hit it directly at the hole. Um, I've never seen so many long putts made in my whole life. Maybe that's why Paul Casey actually played well. Paul Casey, he was one of the, the few bright spots. But what I wanted to talk about before we dive in uh, to Superdraft and to the Wyndham was just obviously what we saw last week, and particularly in the DFS circles. So Morikawa takes it down. He was 40, I think 45% owned in high stakes in some areas, uh, massive chalk. And you mentioned before the show that you had a, a really good core uh, of Morikawa, DJ, some day in there, but you still, you know, when you're talking about winning a 10,000 person GPP, you were just competing with a lot of like three V threes off the, off what is the nut start. Um, and that's always an interesting wrinkle when we talk about ownership. Yeah, I think when you combine Morikawa's ownership with the six of six, like what do you extrapolate that out? Like 10 to 12% of lineups were six of six with Morikawa, you know, if I don't know if my math's right, but you know, a, a, right. a large percentage. And and yeah, and then there was chalky guys in contention. Um, and like I said before the show, like if you would have sh- showed me where my guys finished up before the week, I would have said, I'm like a landslide, like not even sweating. I'm just shipping everything. And that wasn't even close to the case. It was just, you literally had to have the nuts. And that's the part of playing shocky golfers that people don't get. I mean, it's easy to look at last week and say, well, yeah, I should have played more cow like every, all the other dummies. And I would have cleaned up, but it's like, when you play the chalky guys, you don't get paid off requisitely you know it's not (laughs) to make up for all the other weeks that are down weeks so it's like yeah it's nice to have those guys but you're not getting paid off to the point that you should with a 35 percent owned winner you have to get it right kind of twice um and that's not to say that you can't like if you didn't have morikawa you lost uh if you had him it doesn't mean that you won that's the difference whereas when a, a very low owned guy wins if you have him most likely and you have a 6 6 you're going to do some damage uh that's just something that we weigh it doesn't mean blindly fade all the chalk but keep that in mind when you see you know there's i, I can't tell you the number of people i talked to this week 
that said that they had Morikawa, they had six of six, and they didn't make what they thought they would. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's easy to get down on yourself if you faded Morikawa or you faded chalky guys to say, oh, you know, it would have been a print fest if I just played Morikawa. Like, no, it actually wouldn't have. Yeah, you would have made money and you could have had a nice week. But if you're talking about like smashing and like winning GPPs and having huge weeks, like, yeah, just having Morikawa and guys in contention in a six to six, that, that wasn't even good enough. You had to have like the straight nuts, basically. And that's really hard to do. It, it really is. But we hope some people out there did some damage. There's some good tournaments. Uh, my ship, cra- I hung on to Paul Casey, but Ricky and his one inch putt <laughs> destroyed me. Uh, I saw that live and I was just like, oh no. Because um, the announcers didn't say anything and I, I knew he touched the ball. So that was a disaster. But let's get into it. I want to say right off the top, you guys know the drill. Super Draft sponsoring the show multiplier mode over there goodbye to salary restrictions and hello to lineup freedom basically you got those top end guys they're going to be your one x's as you move down you get the bigger incentives to play some of the lesser known guys 1.5 x 1.6 x those points can really add up uh they don't just have golf nba baseball nascar mma you haven't signed up for super draft use the promo code awesomeo10 and it's 10 free dollars on your first deposit of $10 or more. 20 total free on your first deposit of 100 or more. Super draft, no limits, more winning. Wyndham Championship, no limits, more winning. This is what we do. Sedgefield Country Club, Webb Simpson's playground. He named his daughter Wyndham. Talk to me about the course that's going to lead. Imagine if this is a par 72. It'd be like 30 under winners. Yeah, it would be ridiculous. One of the easiest courses on tour, uh, 7,100 yard par 70 Donald Ross design back on Bermuda greens. We haven't seen Bermuda, I think since the RBC heritage. So it's been a while since we've seen Bermuda greens. Um, but yeah, this is more in, more in line with like colonial, like RBC. Um, it's kind of been a short hitters paradise, uh, throughout its history. Uh, you know, Webb Simpson, amazing record here. Snedeker has an amazing record here. Uh, a lot of short hitters have done well here. Um, and, you know, it's not to say, you know, there's not a lot of trees and things that are going to impede the longer hitters. Um, so I think some of those longer guys, you know, obviously still have a chance. I'm not Xing those guys out maybe like I do, would at Harbor Town. Um, but it just is another course that gives, gives the short hitters a great chance. Um, but, yeah, it plays super easy. I mean, it's a par 70. We've seen 21, 22. 21, 22 under like the last four or five years has been the winning score. And for a par 70, that's crazy. Um, a lot of Eagles, even though there's only two par fives there, they give up a lot of Eagles. So there's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities here. Um, but yeah, good course for the short hitters. Webb literally comes in like second or third or first every single year here. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it's a pretty simple breakdown at this course. Like you, you need to hit a ton of greens. You can, you can literally just lean on your irons and you just have to make putts just because you have to keep up like the under 70 bonus. I think it's very possible that you're going to have teams that possibly all six guys get it, uh, which is just ridiculous streaks all over the place. Like this is not the percentage of placement points that'll be correlated to total score is like minimal. This might be the lowest it gets all year. Yeah, I mean, the stroke average here, just like the average round has been one, more than one under par. So like, you know, <laughs> we're going to see another week where the cut is like, you know, whatever, four under par or something, five under par or something ridiculous. Yeah, that's great. But great. Um, yeah, a lot of scoring. Uh, you got to make putts, which we hate trying to figure out who's going to make the putts. That's my least favorite part about golf. Wasn't last week Morikawa doing that work for you, but <laughs> like last week, I think was the first week ever where I played guys and they all all putted good. Like I went back and looked at the numbers, and maybe that's just what it takes to have a decent week is finally get some guys to make putts. It makes it quite a different. It's such a good feeling when you just have like absurd putting. You know, guys coming out of the woodwork. That's such a good feeling. That's why I don't play Denny McCarthy and I, maybe I should, but let's start with the top tier. Let's get into it, chat. If you can hit the like button, we need it. We're back. Feels good. Um, 
this is such a weird situation. Like Brooks is here. I honestly thought he would have maybe because he fell on Sunday, but like if he, if he came in like second, I, I have a feeling he wouldn't be here. Uh, we've got Webb, we've got Reed Fleetwood and Casey. First question, what, how, how popular, I know we're somewhat joking. How high do you think Webb will be? I mean, I think he'll be very chalky, probably, you know, 30% owned, I would assume. Um, the course history, like I wasn't joking. He's come in second or third the last three years. He's got a sixth, a fifth, a first. Um, you know, but for me, it's like him only being $200 cheaper than Brooks. I, I think I'm going to play Brooks, so I don't think it's going to be very popular. Um, you know, I know this isn't his type of setup. People say, oh, he only wins majors. I don't really believe in that, that he only wins majors. I think he excels at hard courses. And this is not a hard course, and this is a trek across the country. But even though he struggled on Sunday, if you look at the totality of his last 10 rounds, so uh, missed cut three weeks ago, the second at the St. Jude, and then the T29 last week, the ball striking has been really, really good. He's averaged about plus two with the ball striking uh, over that 10-round span. Um, and when you talk about a guy that can putt, I mean, I think – I like it. And if he's not going to be owned, which I feel like everyone's going to Webb Simpson, I, I don't care. I don't care about the only wins majors bias. He's the same odds to win the Wyndham championship. And this is a horrible field, um, really bad field, same odds to win this as he is to win the U S open. Um, so that just, that is, it, it isn't right. And I'm going to take my chances with him. I know this isn't his type of setup. I know he had a letdown. I know he's flying across the country, for a tournament he's probably not that pumped up in but the numbers have been really good and he's a lot better golfer than Webb Simpson I don't care about the course history you tell him so uh, listen I think Brooks is certainly going to be lesser owned we know that I don't buy into that crap either he's striking it well I just I don't know I, I don't like paying that tag for Brooks in general like it majors or not and it sometimes it gets me into trouble but that's Neither here nor there. We had a question. This is a good question. Friend of the show, Carl Marx. Uh, what, where, and a lot of people are going to be asking this, where is Webb falling where he maybe doesn't pay off? And obviously it's dependent on who wins. Like if, if Brooks wins, well, Webb is pretty much dead regardless. If some bozo wins, Webb could come in 10th and he could actually help you depending on what they do. I think that's how you have to leverage it, but it's still, you're paying north of 11 for him. It's not like he can come in and coast to make a cut and you're good by any stretch. High probability of a Bozo winning this week too. Super so, high yeah, probability. We factor that in. Uh, you know, the week after a major that was on the other coast, the week before the FedEx Cup. I have a Bozo that's going to win, and it's one of your guys. Yeah, I got a lot of Bozos. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't. There's there's question marks at the top. This week, I don't think, I mean, even Webb, Webb, it was not a Webb course last week, but he didn't strike it good. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of question marks. I think Webb is the safest. You can strap five condoms on and play him if you want. Um, but that's really not fun. Um, you know, Reed, Fleetwood, Casey, all these guys at the top. I don't know. You want to talk about them? What do we got? Any, any feelings about those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got feelings. This is, this is the range I'll be living in, uh, particularly with Fleetwood 10, five, $700 difference between him and Webb ownership discount between him and Webb. He's not playing well. And obviously I would be lying if I wasn't concerned, but I think if you told me don't no recent form, Tommy Fleetwood and Wyndham, I'd say very good fit. Uh, we've seen guys, you know, international guys have won this more than a handful of times. I think the game translates well. Fleetwood's a world-class player. I don't know why he would struggle here. He hasn't seen this course, but I will play him blindly. I think Reed is fine. Paul Casey, I seriously can't get to. I don't really understand. Uh, I don't like him at all in the spot, and I'm as big a Paul Casey guy as it gets. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I finally, I mean, it was painful to watch him last week as a guy that's just literally played him every single week and gotten absolutely nothing. And I finally jump off and he played well. Um, but I think this is a spot where people are going to play him. They're going to see how he played last week. He struck it phenomenally well. Um, they're going to kind of look at him as the cheapest of the elite guys at the top and, and maybe get a price discount. I hate him this week. 
and I think maybe it's not a coincidence that he played well at a really hard track last week where you don't have to make a ton of putts. I mean, guys were making putts, but Paul Casey and 2200 just doesn't seem to jive with me. Well, that's the thing. If Paul, I'm being completely serious here. Not that you would take this, of course. I think Scott Piercy did this, but if Paul Casey made no bogeys this week, I don't think it's a guarantee he would win. Oh, not even, he could make no bogeys and not even finish in the top 10. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Doesn't make the cut. Um, like, yeah, it's Steve Stricker style. I, I just, he is not the type of guy who's going to give you 25, 27 birdies. And that's what you're going to need here. No doubt. Yeah. I, I mean, just to put a bow on the guys at the top, to me, there's a lot of cheap guys that I like this week. There's not a really clear cut answer at the top Fleetwood's irons were bad. I'm just going to throw that out there. He was yeah, not they the irons last week. So for me, I don't have a problem going to an underpriced Brooks because I think there's a lot of cheap options that I like. If, I'm, I didn't mean underpriced under owned Brooks. Um, he's got the most firepower at the top. And if people aren't going to play him, that's fine with me. I mean, the ball striking has been good. I'll go up there and I got a lot of, a lot of cheapies that I can uh, save some salary with. It- no doubt. And I will say, this is a good point from chat. Valspar is a comp, but Valspar is much harder than this. Uh, and yes, Casey's dominated there, but uh, this this is just much easier to, you're not going to get in trouble. Valspar has serious problems on some of those holes. It's a comp in what regard, besides that they have Bermuda greens. I mean, have the winner, I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. Is it the, the leaderboards crossover? Well, just like, you know, parse, like if you're going to comp, I've seen Heritage comp, Valspar comp, par 70s, Bermuda, uh, not yeah. driver. Yeah, I don't know. Valspar is a tough course. That's what I'm saying. The difficulty level is where, like, to me, this is more like RSM. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Short, Bermuda, Birdie Fest. Those yeah. are, I think those are the three keys this week. Yeah. CT pan season. Every, every. Tried that Oh man, I tried that at uh, St. Jude. That did not work out well. No, 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 it didn't. The top um, 20 bet just missed by that much. T77 or something. Yeah, you should have done what you, Tom Lewis. It's just like, oh, oh, 15 under on the weekend. Sure. Why reasons? Like, just, I'm not even, we're not going to go back two weeks until we're. I have say. so much to say, though. We could do like two shows. I think yeah. Grace withdrew from the Barracuda. <laughs> Oh, don't even get me started. All right, let's go. I've been burning edges like you won't believe. And then Sunday, uh, this is the last thing I got to I got to say. I, everything was going so poorly. I said I'm just going to take it off, take I'm going to de-stress. And then I get a DM from a couple people being like, "All it said was good luck is that team in anything besides the Millie." And I'm just like, "Oh." What? So I had to look. It was a team with Scheffler, Finau, DJ, and so, and Rose up there it imploded like you wouldn't believe. I, I like doubled up uh, on one entry there. Didn't make up for about the hundred other entries that were disasters. So never, I couldn't even get a never, never watch. Never, never watch. That's a rule. I didn't watch. I didn't. I didn't watch the last you, nine holes. You didn't miss anything. You missed Morikawa chip in from the clouds and then hit a dart like you wouldn't believe. Can I ask you a question about that drivable far fort? Sure. Did you like the pin position on Sunday where multiple guys could hit to could drive it and have like a 15 foot Eagle putt? It was almost made it. Yeah. It was a little too easy. I don't, I like drivable fire fours, but has some risk reward. And I mean, I know it still took a great shot to have a 15 or 20 foot Eagle, putt, obviously hitting it 290 to 15 feet, but there were multiple guys that had, Good looks at Eagle on that. And that's just from what I saw. Waste management par four is the ideal. Short I was going to say, yep, that's, that's perfect. Have a little risk. And I mean, yeah, you had to hit a great shot to have an Eagle down that hole. The, the stupidest thing I saw all week was Tony Finau, who I think consecutive days of Memorial went for the long part for the short par four and went in the water laid up on Sunday on that par four with an iron. And then he just hit it in the first cut. It was 
the deep fall of civilization. Dude, everybody, Denny McCarthy, dro- like drove the hit a great drive on that yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah, Tony Finau. He only goes for it when there's hazards. Uh, anyway, nine K range. Answer with Drew. You've got guys like Justin Rose who's sitting like one point one X over on Superdraft, ninety nine hundred. You've got Harris English and Billy Ho, 1.15x. It's a small range. There's only one, two, three. It's amazing I have to count this. Uh, four guys with your boy Spieth there. Are you going to start lineups maybe in the 9Ks? No, not this week. Um, okay. I, I wouldn't start here just because I don't – like last week from like 77 to – 9k was just loaded in the week before i don't see that here i just don't see like a balanced build that i like to me i think rose is the best and the easiest play on the whole board at 9900 yeah uh, played very well last week game 3.3 with the ball striking short game was good but i just think he started off the season so well at colonial and rbc he looked great and then it was like he missed three cuts in a row we didn't see him for a while i think there was not a lot of people on him last week and he played great. I think long-term form wise at 9,900, I think you could put him right there with, I mean, guy easily put him with guys like Reed and Fleetwood. Oh, easily. Yeah. If, if not better. Um, and you're getting a discount and he played better than any of those guys last week. Um, so I, I think Reed's easy at, I'm sorry, Rose. God, I would never play. Uh-oh. Reed. I think Rose is easy right at 9,900. I'm kind of rusty, not having a not having a show last week. It's like uh, I'm having to knock the rust off. Anyway, I think Rose to me is my favorite play on the board. I think it's just easy. He fits all the builds. Not too expensive. Borderline elite player. A lot of win equity. I love him. I hate the rest of this range. Okay, so you don't like? <laughs> hey, like I don't know if you want to call Webb a five common play. I don't even know what you call Harris English then, because. That guy, him and Billy Ho, are, they make cuts. Billy Ho's, I, I don't know what to say. I like him a little more than English, but it's hard for me to get to these guys paying 9000 plus. This is the uh, all Saul Goodman slappy range for sure. <laughs> Mega slappy range. <laughs> I like I like speed this week, though. Oh, my God. Please. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, explain yourself, please. Well, first of all, he got he's got all the comps. When he used to be good, he won all these events. He takes Colonial, John Deere, Valspar. Um, not going to get in trouble. You, it's hard to get in trouble off the tee. You can be weak off the tee. He scores like a banshee. The irons have been better. There's no doubt about it. And he can luck box putting. Um, it's a weak field. This everyone I think expects Speed to like come back. And like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna turn it around. He's gonna win a major. Like, how about winning like the Barracuda first? To me, like he's much more likely to win something like this against, you know, whatever, against Harris English than he is to take down, you know, a major or something. So this is a spot I actually feel pretty comfortable at 9K. Oh no. Absolutely not. I mean, sure, he's a better play than Harris English or Billy Ho, who are literally two of the biggest clowns like you know how popular those two are gonna be i will popular. never oh never play those just i mean web harris english billy ho is gonna be like the all slappy like core team yeah, uh, yeah that's right no i mean you, you make a great point about Wyndham, and we should have talked about this uh, and then the course description but yeah you do not have to be great off the tee here and I think that's really maybe one of the reasons why Webb has played so well is, you know, historically weak player off the tee. But yeah, guys like Sneds, uh, a, a lot of kind of weak off the tee guys have had success here. But I don't know. It's not like it's not like just off the tee is what's costing speed. And he's not cheap either. I just, no, no, no I'm, not, I'm not getting there. Harris English is a top 20 machine chat. You are right. 19th, 18th, 13th, 17th, 17th, and 16th. He, Good. I'll give you, I'll give you 17th. I'll give you 17th for 9,300. Oh, that guy. Knock yourself He's putting out. good. He's playing good. He's a fine player, but I, I just, if he beats me, he beats me. Um, Billy Ho's a little more interesting just because he, I think has a little more upside, but this is not a range I like at all. Uh, I will be more prone to starting teams with Rose than you, because I th- I definitely will have Rose Spieth combos, and if you do that, you can sp- scatter shot the sevens 
And that's definitely viable. But if I didn't like Spieth, it would be, so you're going to have teams clearly that are Rose is your second man in. I'm pretty sure all my lineups will either be Brooks Rose, Webb Rose, or maybe Fleetwood Rose. Yeah. Because there's a lot of guys like 7,200 and below that I like. Mm-hmm. There's one guy at 7,700 I really like. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, Man, yeah, I think the combo of Rodgers in a bit. No. The combo um, of not liking the eights and nines and, you know, yeah, so it'll be. I guess. I guess you call that stars and scrubs, but um, sort of. Never play Billy Ho or Horse or, or uh, Harris English. Never. Let's go to the eights then, because yeah. this is another range. Over on Superdraft again, you're going to find these guys. Uh, you know, various multipliers, but typically like 1.2, 1.25. I don't like it either, especially the top. We get Brendan Todd, Sunjay Im, who's playing bad, Lowry, who's another hardcore guy, Siwoo, Sergio. And then we'll get to the bottom half. Like, do you have any interest in those guys? Sergio, my favorite, just because he's the best of the bunch. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, I don't know. The same guy is going to give us crap as he did a couple shows ago when we said we didn't like any of the ranges. But I, I, I actually hate these guys, too. I would go just default to Sergio at 8,500, uh, past winner here. Uh, just, you know, long-term, kind of like the rose of, of this range, but I don't feel as confident in Sergio. But just long-term form better golfer than all of these guys. But yeah, I, I, I think the guys in the lower eights are a better play than the guys in the upper eights for sure. So I, I don't think I'll play any of these dudes. And that's a balance. Like, you know, listen, if, if you're looking at purely recent form, you're not getting to Rose, obviously. Like he's not playing great, but long-term Rose is just significantly better than most of the guys there. If you think it's different and you think it's changed, then obviously you shouldn't be going to him. Sergio's the same thing. Like the guy's won serious things. He couldn't putt to a, an extreme degree last week. Like it was embarrassingly bad. He's won here. He's going to turn it. I don't worry about that stuff. Look at, I, it's easy to say this now, but like, look at Paul Casey. The, you don't turn it around until you turn it around. And as I've said to you on the show a million times, I would rather hold on and have a pay. Like Paul Casey could have paid you off last week if you held on. Uh, now the, the you, three you're weeks like specifically talking to me right <laughs> i'm trying i i if i would have got it all wrong last week but the one thing i would have told you was potentially hang on with paul casey um what do you t- talk to me about a week where you, we have a chalky siwoo kim like is oh that is, should we just be ready to print money yeah that's what we're gonna do um i mean this is you coined this at, at waste management with Hideki. like you are paying a guy for winning a tournament previously that's all this is like siwoo kim is priced up because he's won here and that's all that is and people he's got somewhat of a like a cult type following as a guy people love the guy that can come out like oh you never know when he's gonna win and he has been playing more consistently and i think the the little bit of consistency that he's found coupled with the course history and the fact that it's like wow when he's hot he's really hot which is true um but he's not cheap and he's going to be owned and that should scare people a lot. Yeah. I don't see that at all. Like I, if he be, again, if he beats me, he's not even like, I will say, even though I don't like Harris English, like for cash, I get going to him. Siwoo, I don't really understand why you would play him because he's erratic and he's going to be over-owned and he's overpriced. I would much rather just pay $200 for Sunjay with no form if I had to, but I like the, do you like the bottom half of the eights? Cause to me, first of all, the winner is in the bottom half of the eights. Uh, I think we're probably on the same two guys here, right? Kisner and Kisner and Moore. Moore's going to win. I I bet him already. This is the course for Ryan Moore. He striped it at the three. I'm just couldn't putt. How do you not like these guys? I mean, they fit pretty much everything except they are just kind of bozo golfers. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think they're bozo golfers. I think it's a great course fit. Uh, you know, outside, not even looking at course history, like you could just look at this this course and, and say, wow, Kisner, more, it sets up great for them. Um, yeah, more, all of a sudden, just he was awful for the first few starts of the year. And then he was 12th of the Barracuda, his last start. 12th of the 3M where he gained 9.4 with the ball striking, like you said, just couldn't make a putt. Um, 
and was decent at Memorial. Uh, gained 3.2 when he was T12 there. And now he comes to a place he likes. He's cheap. He can win event. You know, he's a winner. He's not going to win big tournaments. He's not going to win tournaments at tough golf courses, but he's won a lot of events like this in the past. That's even better to me. Yeah. Because yeah, he's yeah, he he loves a he loves a weak field birdie fest. That's right up his alley. And Kisner, yeah, I mean he struck it. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Great. Last week, he was T19. Uh, gained 4.9 with the ball striking. He was uh, not good at the WGC, but it's kind of been like up and down with Kisner. But this is another, another short Bermuda track. Just a good fit for him. And he's had success here. 10th, 8th. Um, I think just two guys who were a fairly consistent B have some decent win equity and the price is good. I mean, they're better. I'll, I'll take both of these guys easily over Siwoo Kim, Shane Lowry, Sung Jay, Todd, any of the guys in the upper eights. Not even close for me. Yeah. Not, not, not even close. I'd play them at the same price. The make them, I don't want to say make mind genius play. Cause I don't think it is, but they're both going to garner interest. Cause it's pretty obvious. Sneds is in the middle and he's playing significantly worse than them. Do you, do you do that? Or do you say, you know what, I'm not going to try to be too cute here. I'll just take the two guys that are, you know, checking the boxes. I try not to play the guy that's playing significantly worse. If I have the, if I have three guys and one of them's playing significantly worse, I don't, I don't want to play that guy. All right. Then what about your boy, Corey Connors? Can he make enough pots? I don't think so. And okay. I don't think yeah, he was not good last week. I don't have the ball striking numbers, but it must not have been eye-popping, or I think I would have it written in my Corey Connors, no, it was not good. He, my little he notebook over here. Yeah, this, doesn't, this doesn't seem like a place for him. Like, it's not – you know, places where hard to hit the fairway or, you know, it's not it's – not, everyone's going to hit the fairway. Everyone's going to hit the green. I mean, now it's like who can make their 15-foot birdie putts, and that that's not really a spot where I want Corey Connors. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's really easy for me for the entire AK range. It's more in Kisner and that's it. That's fair. Listen, they're at the top of my range. God, I want to be tricky and and use Chez or use Sneds, but I I don't know if I really will, because I'm going to have some differentiation, honestly, right now. And let's get into it. This is where you're going to be able to, like I said, if you're playing on Superdraft, you can look to these 7K guys with big time 1.3 even lower in some cases, you could pull a whole team of them over there and pump it up. And I like a lot of these guys. So we get the range started with Fratelli. Uh, Neiman is there. Your boy, Doc Graham. A lot of your boys here. Russell Henley, Patrick Rogers, who we have no use for. Um, defending champ, JT Poston. I really like Neiman. I like Fratelli. Everybody's going to like Henley. What, what do you think about the top end of the sevens? Yeah, I really like Fratelli at 7,900. Uh, sneakily striking the ball really, really good. Uh, you know, finishes have been decent. He was T33 last week, but he gained 6.1. He was T18 at the 3M, but he gained six strokes with the ball strike. You're not going to find a lot of guys who've gained 12 strokes ball striking in their last two starts, like top to bottom. I mean, I think it's pretty much like Brooks. Maybe Casey was close um, just based off what he did last week. But uh, that that – I think that might lead the field. Maybe Brooks has been a little bit better. Um, but yeah, really good. 7,900. You know, I don't know. People wouldn't think you'd want him in a birdie fest, but he won the John Deere classic. I don't know. It's kind of that. That's another goal low event. So I, I like him just based off of how well he struck it. And I think the price is good. I mean, 
I don't know what to say about Henley. I think everything just really, it, it all lines up. I mean, it's often everybody. You, do you, you, I don't think so. I think it's a lot. I think it's lock city. Okay. I mean, I'm going to use him. Listen, he's Bermuda and he's the best iron player. Like you could argue he's playing better with the irons than anyone on tour right now. You, you really could. And the things that have hurt him have been off the tee. Hasn't been great. And this course, you don't have to be good off the tee. And the putting hasn't been good, but we haven't seen him on Bermuda, and he's a big-time Bermuda guy. Um, and the price is just really, really good, 7700 When he gets hot, he can win. I know it's been a while. But, I mean, if you're looking at – he gained 7.1 with the ball striking last week. Uh, he was fifth in approach. He, he was T52 at the Barracuda. We don't know what he did there. Um, but he missed the cut at the 3M. The ball striking was decent. He gained almost 9 with the ball striking at workday. He gained 10 with the ball striking – at travelers i mean he's he's been so so good and i think the course sets up well the bermuda green set up well the price is good lock city this is this is it this is morikawa from last week just <laughs> yeah uh do you not like neiman because i'm very high on him as well like he's gonna gain teeter green no doubt about it he can score he's gonna have to make more putts but he is someone that has shown the ability on an easy course to dismantle it I don't mind Neiman. Um, I, I'm playing for Telly over Neiman for sure, though. Telly over Neiman. What yeah. about Neiman versus Redman? That's a tough one. That's like very... a crowded range. I think a lot of people are going to land with one spot in the upper sevens. Like for you, obviously, you've got for Telly. Do you have a, a priority next? Like, how, how do you work that? Is Henley I next? Guess it would be. It would probably be Neiman for me if it, the question was Neiman or Redmond. Okay. Uh, Redmond, the ball striking seems to have fallen off a little bit the last four events. Um, you know, gained one last week, missed cut at the 3M, missed cut at Memorial. The ball striking wasn't particularly good at either of those events. Uh, yeah, I guess Neiman. But for me, it's, it's again, a fairly easy range in the upper sevens. Henley for Telly, and then you have more Kisner. I mean, that's pretty crowded for me for like a $500 range, I would say. Well, uh, I don't want to say last guy because we got more to get to, but what about he's, in, he's a native of North Carolina, HV3 playing well? Um, eh? Or just yeah, not yeah. towards the back of the pack here? Yeah, probably not getting to him, like I said, again, but you know, it, it's hard when you have a couple guys that you're really high on in a range. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was good last week. I mean, what was he? Oh, made that run? Was that Saturday? I felt like I saw a lot of him on Saturday. He was playing well. All blur. Uh, but not good at Memorial. Not good at work day. It's been kind of up and down for him. But now nah, I don't think I'm going to get to HV3. So there's a lot of names here. Listen, Chad. I mean, you've got Bezenhut. Uh, Tom Lewis is here. I don't like him. Maverick, Sabatini, CH3, Schwab, Matt, Matt Wallace. You know, these are – in a field like this, these are clearly – you know, upper tier players, but I'm, I'm pretty much in line with you, Tim. Like I, I like Neiman more than you, but I like Fratelli. I like Henley. I like the low eights. I'm not going to reach if I don't have to Now, If I start a team web and Rose or something, and it's pretty obvious and Henley's going to be popular, I might sprinkle in a Maverick or something to just throw off the rest of the team. But I don't think you need to do that unintentionally. So that's where I'm at. Lanto withdrew Charles. Oh, thank God. Was it? Uh, I don't know. Last time we talked about Charles, I said he was an awful play and he played great. That's, that's all I remember about Charles. I've been hanging on to Charles. He's fixed his, first of all, his driving is bad, but you don't need that here. Everything else has been okay. Yeah. At the 3M, he was third. Yeah. Megamind, I don't know what to tell you. He's All no right. Henrik Norlander, though. Oh my God! Please go ahead. I was just Glover is there, but I mean, are you going to play him? I mean, it's hard to get too excited about him, but just based off of this his guy. results, he feels underpriced. Does he not at seventy three hundred? I mean, if his name was not Henrik Norlander, and you just looked at the results. Um, <laughs> if I look at the results, I'd be like, wow, this guy's an incredible putter. And then I found out it's Henrik Norlander. And I'd be like, 23 T6, 31st, 12th, 41st. Ball striking has been good. Yeah. It's been a positive in all of them. Some weeks the putter has been really hot and the ball striking has been about average. Other weeks, the ball striking has been great. I mean, 
I don't think I'm going to play him because he's Henrik Norlander and he's going to be popular, but I mean, I don't know. I'm closer to playing him this week than I was. Uh, Chris Kirk is there. Sam Burns is there. There are options and it's a pretty dead range for me. So yes, he's going to, his, his irons are truly, I don't say elite, but he's a good ball striker. The putting is ridiculous right now at times that overgrass. I don't know. Sam Burns on Bermuda LSU got like, I don't think that's crazy either. He scores like you, I mean, you know how high octane his scoring can be. Yeah, I do like Burns. Uh, he was playing really well going into the Barracuda and then missed the cut. That's kind of a goofy event, and we don't have stats from that. I think that he thing. he burned a lot of people at the Barracuda. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The underground DFS lineups. Yeah, I get burned all the people that burned all their money that bet him. Um, but yeah, another guy kind of like Henley, excited to get him back on Bermuda and see what he can do you know, cause the ball striking going into the Barracuda was very good. Um, and like you said, good, big time score. I know you're going to tout Bud Collie. Just get it over with right I'm now. I'm not, I'm yeah. actually not. I, so maybe I should, cause I did Pat Mayo show this morning and I didn't there. And after the show, Pat and, and Paul were both just like, what happened there? Like you didn't tout Bud Collie. And I was like, oh shit, maybe I should have, but he's just not doing anything of value uh i've said that for like six months yeah well i'm finally wait listen i'm stubborn i'll be the first to admit it with some of these guys but i don't i know people will be like what is this guy talking about he still plays ricky i try to deviate if i don't see it happening and right now bud collie is just one that never materialized for me that's gonna happen he's locking the t3 this week if yeah i mean that'll be like the casey for you like if bud collie plays well here and it's not like he can't I just have other priorities. And honestly, you know who's sucking me in is Luke List. He was phenomenal last week. He just couldn't, he lost seven and a half strokes putting. He's playing better golf and he's 7,200. Yeah, I'm with you. Gained seven with the ball striking. He was decent at the 3M. Uh, he was really good at the Memorial, gained 6.3. Uh, kind of a Gary Woodland type, right? Where maybe taking the drive out of his hands is a good thing yep uh even though he's mega long um yeah i am with you at 7100 i think there's a lot of plays down here you can kind of talk yourself into stallings here we go i mean he he's just been good i don't know what to say he's was fifth at the barracuda he's hasn't missed the cut all year he hasn't that's true he's been positive ball striking all year and he's 7,100. I mean, he's not going to wow you, but it's consistent and, and the numbers line up and cheap. I don't think he's a terrible option. I don't love it. Not as exciting as playing a guy like Luke List or Sam Burns, <laughs> but you know. He's making cuts. I give you that. He's making cuts. He needs to get the short game in order a little bit. Not that you need to scramble here, but he, he has might not to miss a green this week. Okay. Well, he'll do that. Just do that Scott Piercy style. Are you going to go back to Grace? I think he's actually pretty interesting i've looked at him a little more and more i looked the more i like or you're just like so confused with the covid situation i mean nothing was more deflating <laughs> yeah, that sucks. than having was it memphis was that what was it memphis yeah and having the, both leaderboards up and you know barracuda was up you know on the west coast just sitting there all day with brendan grace as my favorites just waiting for him to tee off and then looking over and it says WD and just being gutted by that. So yeah, that's, that's brutal. I I don't I, know. I mean, I like him. I'm not in love with it by any stretch. I don't know. I'm just so it's like, I'm shell shocked. I don't even know. It sounds stupid, but I loved him so much at the Barracuda. I was so excited because I felt like I found this gem that like nobody else saw and it was like coming to fruition. And I was about to just do all these victory laps and then, he just the rug got pulled right out from under me so yeah I'm, sh- I'm sure there was a lot of tweets in the old draft that had to be oh, i was ready yeah i was ready we were just gonna <laughs> that hurts all day uh i don't have much else to say at the on the very low it's amazing rcb is flat seven and i don't even think you can use him he's just been awful you're not gonna tout aaron wise either oh no no okay aaron wise i mean it's just hard for me to make a real case he's got some good iron approach distances that correlate he used to be a good putter. He's not playing well by any stretch. I, I definitely will put him in the pool as a flyer, but 
other than that, find the couple hundred bucks for Burns. Lucas Glover, we didn't really talk about, but he's fine. Norlander, if you need to. Or dip into the sixes because there are definitely guys you can play down here. Um, Before before Tim gives you the hidden gems, I say it every time. If you haven't joined Awesome Plus and you guys want to, come on in, awesome.com slash join. We have all different packages from weekly to monthly to annual sports specific platinum which gives you everything of course we've got nba nhl mlb football is coming and it's not just on the dfs side we've if you haven't seen it check out the homepage. awesome odds and odd shopper are some of the free tools that we have right now check them out we'll give you uh the best lines available some other really good things to track your betting and we encourage everyone to do that so we we want you as part of the family we've got slack chat all that good stuff ownership projections from alex it's a good time. Come try it out because there's about 50 golf majors in the next like two weeks. Somehow it doesn't even make sense. But before that, we get to the sixes. Denny McCarthy, uh, whatever the venture, I don't know his first name anymore. Christoph Ventura, Pat Perez. You can use these guys easily. What caught your eye in the sixes? I'm leaning towards a guy that literally might be the polar opposite of everything I believe in in golf. Hold, hold on. Let me see if I can. All right. So he's got it. Well, whoa, is that just Danny McCarthy now that I, I stepped forward? Yeah. The super yeah. putter. I, I think this is a Denny McCarthy spot. Well, he and made eight Eagles last week or something stupid. Every time I looked, he made an Eagle. When you're the best putter that's ever roamed the earth, you're going to make a lot of Eagles. And I mean, it's not even, we've, we've gone past. I know we say the putting is all luck. I, I'm lumping you in. I say the putting's all luck. It's all luck for everybody, but Denny, as, as Davis Maddock calls him, Denny McPutts. Um, he leads the tour in strokes game putting this year. He led the tour in strokes game putting last year. It's not like, this isn't like, oh, wow, he's running hot. He's just a great putter. Okay, we've got that established. He's actually not abysmal with the ball striking the last couple of weeks. He was barely positive at the PGA last week, 1.3. He was T32 at the Barracuda. Don't know what he did there. And he was plus 1.3 at the 3M. Now, those aren't eye-popping numbers, but for him, he's going to gain, I mean, it's like an average of four strokes putting an event. And I know it's tough to lean on the putting, but at an event where you need to make a lot of putts, where you need to get to 22 under, he's hitting it okay, and the dude puts the lights out consistently. He's, he's the best putter in the world. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's just really hard when you're, he's got to, you've got to be positive in the approach. If he, not saying he needs to gain seven strokes on the approach, he can't gain negative four though. That's right. just not going to work. The last couple of weeks, he hasn't, he's gained over one stroke on the approach, which again, is not a great number, but for him, that's viable. His best finish maybe ever was at RSM. I think that's a true comp course. What did he do at that week? He gained eight strokes putting. That's that's how he does it. That's I not an that. anomaly in any that. form. Like, we're, we're past the point of he's running hot with the putter. And we're just, I'm embracing this guy is the best putter in the world. I mean, he gained 11 at Genesis. He, he can, not consistently, but he at least once a month gains seven, eight strokes putting. Like, it's and, Right. And, and the reason that I've never played him it's because usually the ball striking is abysmal and it's like, well, yeah. I don't even care because he's hitting it so poorly. It doesn't matter, but he's hitting it. Okay. I mean, he's hitting it slightly above average. Now you get him on an easy course against a bunch of terrible players at a course where you are going to need a lot of putts. I see it. I'm not in love with it. It hurts to click his name, but I think I'm going to play some of them. Yeah. Um, You're not. That's fine. That's no, fine. I'm not saying I'm not, or I, I'm pretty indifferent to the play. I, I, I like Paparez a little more. Adam Long is interesting, but you, you, there are guys. So like, are you going to look to like the Kyle Stanley's of the world who is on the number as well? This is the FedEx 125. Are you going to look to Bryce Carnett, Adam Shank, Andrew Landry, Adam Shank? Shank. Yeah. yeah me too. Yeah, the name recognition just isn't there with him. He's not a guy that wowing anybody. He doesn't have a lot of high finishes. But he's been consistently really, really good for 6,700. 12th at the Barracuda, 
Uh, 41st at the 3M, but he gained four strokes the ball striking. 39th at the workday, gained five strokes. 30th at the Rocket Mortgage, gained four strokes. You're just not going to find that type of ball striking and that consistency for a guy at 6,700, and especially in this field, bad field. I think it's a really good price. He's He hasn't quite put it all together yet, but the consistency, the off the tee, the approach, I mean, those numbers are really, really, really good for a guy that's 6,700. No doubt. Uh, I think you can look to him. Are you going to blind? Because this is more blindly, you know, Chess and Hadley can't scramble. You don't need to scramble here. He's, uh, I believe, a, a North Carolina guy. Back him at all. Robbie Shelton exploded randomly at 3M. I'm not really going to chase that. What do you do here? Because I have one guy that we haven't mentioned that I do really like still. Yeah, I don't mind uh, Hadley, who I've played on and off. But this is definitely the type of course for him where you don't have to scramble. Uh, he's been hot and cold. Uh, I don't mind Austin Cook at 6,500. So he might he might be the actual Mega Mind genius play, but he could be abysmally bad. He comps so well with the comp courses. I don't. I yeah. I I mean I'm with you. And he's he's flashed some like approach game like every week it's like oh he's doing something it's like oh he gained a bunch off the tee and everything else was crap or he gained a bunch on approach and everything else was crap um he he's flashed something um i don't mind him i i have one is it munoz that's mine i think munoz just makes a ton of sense you're you're gonna there will be an internet meme after i say this it's actually the same guy as it was the last time you gave me this what wes bryan 100% Wes Bryant. No, yeah, that's not – That's I think it was wrong the first time. Did it work the it, first time? It wasn't wrong because I think he finished like T20 that week or something. Okay. Good for – yeah, I mean, he, oh, yeah. When he gained – this guy, he's another anomaly. He does do what you need. Irons and putting. Literally doesn't have the other two categories. You don't top. need it, though. That's I the know. thing. You don't need to be good off the tee. Um, and he has been better. He, he – we – I don't know. I don't do. I don't do. I need to go over all the numbers again. He hasn't been abysmal off the tee. He's he's kind of gotten that figured out in the events where the off the tee number doesn't look great. It has been one round and the other three were fairly decent, but he's a very poor man's Webb Simpson. Great approach game. Great short game. And the, 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 the scrambling hasn't quite been there, but I mean, the, the, the approach game plus five at rocket mortgage plus 9.3 at Travelers, plus 2.5 at RBC. You don't need to be strong off the tee. He can putt. He's a Bermuda guy. He's 6,500. I, I think he's working his way back. He, he, was, he was T40 on the web or the Corn Ferry Tour at a terrible course fit, TPC San Antonio. That's a long, hard par 72. I like him. I think the course fit is really good for a guy who's – irons and putting that's all you need you don't need to hit it off the tee you don't need to scramble irons and putting that's all you need to do here I, you can make a worse case than that it's hard to argue with everything checks out in terms of comp courses in terms of his game everybody's just gun shy because of how bad he was yeah he was he not was, playable he was injured he was injured i think that's the thing we like to make fun of him and i was leading the bandwagon <laughs> we what do you mean yeah you were uh but he was in 2019. I, mean, I don't know. The dude won three times on the web.com tour in a year. I mean, when I'm a Wesley Bryant guy, just yeah. this is a this is a course for him. He's showing some things. Okay. Well, then let's take it a step further then, because you want to get nuts with this is a course for him and he's shown some things. Russell Knox made the cut at the Barracuda. This is the course for him. He yeah. has been as bad as any player. Literally on tour this whole year. Can you go to him in any capacity having shown some life at Barracuda? Well, and the thing was, is I, I don't think I'm going to play him, but I think the event before the Barracuda, he missed the cup, but the irons are really good. Cause somebody tweeted at me like, Oh, are we on Knox at the Barracuda? I'm like, no way. At, at 3M, he gained four and a half strokes, Tita green and lost six in two rounds putting. Yeah, so he kind of came to life a little bit at 3M. Um, it's just been a long time with him of not being good. Even when he was making cuts, he wasn't playing as well as he had in the past. Uh, I'm with cuts was a while ago, too. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Ten straight missed cuts. Yeah, no. I just don't uh, – yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, that's a 
to me, that's really a shot in the dark, especially I hate that we don't have shot link data from Barracuda because we had it last year. I don't understand why we don't have it this year. That to me is everything. Just looking at these finishing positions doesn't do nothing to me. I'd rather have the strokes gain data and I don't even care where they finish. Um, so it's really hard to go off of what, cause I, I have no clue what he did there. Anything but, like way, I, I don't think you need to dip way down. Um, do you see anything? No, I think after I end my lineups, actually when I start my lineups, Denny McCarthy, Adam Shank and Wesley Bryant, I, I don't think I need to go any lower than that. Probably not. I will say Ben Martin is in the field. Benny. Yeah, he got in because somebody withdrew right answer. Yeah, and you line is here too. Lanto. It's fantastic. Uh another guy, these are all guys that you probably should not even probably definitely don't play Lahiri, but I do want to give him a shout out. He's here. He was, I believe, quarantined in he went over to India for the Hero Open, and I'm not sure he ever came back. So he's that's back. A, that's a risky move, right? Like, yeah, dicey. Uh he's back in business i just don't think you need to play like actually batia and these other dudes that maybe they make the cut but maybe they don't and that's not really getting you there in large field tournaments yeah especially with um reasonable plays in like the lower seven and upper six range um you gotta just try and and i learned this the hard way at at uh the saint jude where I said, it's like, well, don't play these really, really cheap guys who have no shot. And that's what I did. And they were terrible. It's like, you need to have six guys. I mean, maybe not that can win, but that have some semblance of a possibility of contending, not just playing a guy and saying, oh, well, T50 is good enough because it's never going to be good enough. No. Uh, And listen, (laughs) this is an event you're going to be able to outscore your placement point, but similar to a no cut when you hear someone say like, well, you get all four rounds so you can play a guy like saying that you're planning on your guy being terrible, but maybe outscoring his finishing position is not ideal. Like you want that, but you don't want to bank on it. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just, just pay the couple hundred dollars more for the guy that truly has a chance to top 10 instead of just Wesley Bryant. No, I mean, I, I, I'm in, man. I'm in the numbers, the numbers, the course, the numbers spend, do add up. I they will all say that this is a good spot for him and the price is good. And he was a good golfer at one point in his career. I will say my, my final thing before we bounce on out of here is you, and this is a tough thing in DFS just because a tournament was more recent doesn't mean it's more relevant. Like we are changing radically going from a major, this is back in 3M mindset. Like don't look at saying like, well, I wanted to play this guy, but he missed the cut last week. Like he's playing in in a major that is just different. Uh, It's a totally different environment. Obviously it's not like a U.S. open where it's like night and day, but still this is more, uh, you need upside. You need pure birdie making abilities and with that comes guys that truly aren't as good of golfers, but that's just a different type of game that we're playing here. Yeah. I think we're going to see, you know, coming off the heels of last week where it was like everybody had six of six lineups and chalky guys in contention. Like 0%. Yeah. I think we're going to go back to a low percent. This is might be a, a fairly unpredictable tournament as a lot of these birdie fests can be because you can just see guys. I mean, guys can you can watch it on shot tracker all day where it's like, Oh, this guy's sitting at the 15 feet. Anybody who's not making anything, he's not keeping up. So, and that, that can be frustrating um, to see a guy hitting the fairway, hitting the green with good approaches. And just, if, if he's not converting some of those birdies, it's just not going to happen for him. Uh, so yeah, I, w- I would consider this to be a, uh, more of a high variance week. Uh, last week, it seemed like everybody kind of got there, but I don't think, it, I don't think it'll be two weeks in a row. No, this is going to be, and I, this is like, I, I wouldn't, be shocked in the least if we saw a first time winner, like just a random guy win. So with that, we're going to bounce on out of here. It is great to be back. Thanks again, chat. I missed you guys last week tomorrow night. Oh, wow. Nelson popping in late. What's up, dude. Um, tomorrow night, eight 30 Eastern live before lock me and Jason Roslin answering your questions. Hit us up on Twitter. If you have any questions in the meantime, thanks to Superdraft, thanks to Josh Engelman behind the glass doing work. Good luck, everyone. Let's go make some money with the Wyndham Championship, and I'll see you all tomorrow.